Welcome to All Truth No Cap, a podcast for teenagers. Please take a second to follow and leave a review. This will allow the podcast to appear in feeds more frequently. If you do have a question or a topic that you'd like to hear, shoot me a message and uh, we'll take some time to address that topic uh, here on the podcast. Uh, ben Morrissey, YP is my Instagram handle or ben.morrissey at lbctheodore.com is my email address. If you're a Lighthouse team, you can shoot me a text message or you can uh, just see me at a service and uh, we can talk uh, talk about maybe a topic that you'd like to hear about. I'm here, like I said, uh, we're here to help you navigate the world that you live in. Uh, so please share the link and uh, give others a chance to listen and hopefully get some help. And uh, that's once again the ultimate goal with uh, putting this podcast out is to try to help you uh, deal with the world uh, that God has placed you in. And you're not here by accident, but uh, God does have some great things for you. Today we're going to look at a... Um, topic from the book of 2 Kings, my two favorite uh, Bible characters outside of Christ, uh, but my favorite two Bible characters are Elijah and Elisha, and uh, the power uh, that God showed through them, and uh, honestly, if I were to choose one of the two, it would be Elijah, uh, but today we're going to look at Elisha. We're going to be in 2 Kings chapter 4 is where we're going to be. Um, we find the story of a woman in 2 Kings chapter 4 and verse 8. Uh, the Bible says, it fell on a day and Elisha passed to Shunem where was a great woman. Now, this woman uh, may have been a wealthy woman. Uh, that term great could mean a lot of different things. Uh, but either way, the Bible says that Elisha comes to this, this city of Shunem, this village of Shunem, and this woman uh, lived there. The Bible says that uh, she invited him in to eat, and they, she and her husband took care of him to the point, the Bible says, that uh, she built a room on the back of her house for Elisha. Anytime he would pass through, anytime he might be preaching in a town nearby, he could stay there free of charge. Uh, you know, we don't know a lot about where the prophets lived. You know, the Bible, I know uh, Jesus in the New Testament told the disciples that uh, he had nowhere to lay his head. And uh, so I don't know if Jesus stayed with friends, if Jesus slept out under the stars a lot. I don't know. But we find the same situation here with Elisha. We know with Elijah, uh, the Bible says after the battle on Mount Carmel uh, that he went down to the brook Cherith and uh, spent some time there. And I imagine he probably slept in a cave, uh, probably you know not necessarily the most comfortable place to be. But this woman here took it upon herself to say, "Hey, you know what? I'm going to help the man of God. I'm going to do. I'm going to do something out of the ordinary. I'm going to put forth effort to help this uh, this man of God." She did something of her own free will. So the Bible says that uh, they she put a bed or put a bed in there, a candlestick, a place where he could do maybe do some work, things like that. And uh, the Bible says that um, Elisha's servant Gehazi came uh, to uh, Elisha, and he said, "You know what? Um, she's taken very good care of you." She didn't have to do any of this. She chose to, to give you a hand. She chose to do this of her own free will. We should do something for her. And Gehazi mentioned that the Shunammite woman was not able to have children. And uh, Elisha said, okay. And uh, the Bible tells her uh, a little bit later in the chapter, the Bible says in uh, chapter 4, verse 16, it says, uh, Elisha talking, he says, about this season, according to the time of life, thou shalt embrace a son. And she said, Nay, my Lord, thou man of God, do not lie unto thine handmaid. But then the verse, in verse 17, the Bible says that she became with child, and she eventually delivered that child. Now, it's an amazing thing. You know, we think, well, she did something good, and so automatically uh, everything went her way. It sometimes works that way, but it doesn't always work that way. And we're going to look at this woman's story, and I kind of wanted to go th to tell you about that first before I gave you the title. 
But the object or the the subject I want to look at uh, this morning really is what to do when the rain falls. You know, we look at the the in the Bible, we see rain as a blessing. A lot of times, you think of the story I mentioned Elijah a minute ago, but with Elijah and Ahab, the Bible says that the rain was stopped, the rain was stayed, and uh, that was a sign that God was not blessing Israel. But sometimes we view rain and we see rain as a bad thing. Um, you know, the, you've heard the statement before, when it rains, it pours. And uh, we look at it as, as a negative thing. And unfortunately, in our own lives, we have to be very, very careful because that's how we view things. We view things as negative and positive. That's how we are as human beings. But the Bible says all things work together for good. Now, I don't understand why sometimes bad things happen. You know, you heard uh, bad things happen to good people. I don't understand why it all happens. And we're going to look at a couple instances today and I kind of kind of look at that. But really, I want to help you with, because uh, sometimes it seems like things are piling on and you think this hasn't gone right and that hasn't gone right and this and this is this and this is happening here. And sometimes we feel overwhelmed and that's what we're going to look at a little bit here. So back to this woman. Uh, this woman here, uh, she wasn't able to have children, and she decided to take it upon herself to build this room and uh, establish a place where Elisha could come and he could rest in between maybe uh, travels and things like that. And so then Gehazi says, let's do something good for her. And Elisha says, okay. And he tells this woman, he says, next next year at this time, you're going to have a son. You're going to have a baby. And you can imagine how excited she was. You know, we, we did what we believe God wanted us to do and everything worked out and everything is hunky-dory. But look at verse 18. If you're following along with me, I mean, I'll, I'll give it to you. But in verse 18, it says, when the child was grown, I don't know what grown means. If grown means he was 18, if he was 20, if he was 13, I don't, I don't know. I know uh, in Jewish culture, the bar mitzvah happens at 13 years of age and a, a boy is now considered a man. So we have a tendency maybe to think he was a young teenager. But the Bible says uh, that he went out to his father, to the reapers, and he said unto his father, my head, my head. And he said to a lad, carry him to his mother. He goes and lays on his mom's lap, and uh, the Bible says that uh, this son dies. Now, wait a second. God blessed her with that son. God gave her that son because she did something great. But now that son is dead. Now there's, uh, there's nothing that uh, she can do about that. And you know, teenagers, sometimes that's how we feel. We we feel that, well, you know what? Uh, it, things are just piling up and uh, this is happening and that's happening. And some of it we've caused ourselves. And we're going to look at different sources here in a second. But just because something like this happens doesn't mean that we're necessarily in the wrong. Now, by all means, we should go to God and say, God, is there, am I doing something that I shouldn't be? You know, there's a story in the New Testament about a... Uh, um, uh, a young man, the Bible says that uh, he was blind. And uh, Peter and John asked Jesus, they said, well, who sinned that caused him to be blind? And Jesus said, nobody sinned. He's blind literally for this moment so that you can see God's glory. And he heals him. And as a result, you see a tragedy turned turn for God's good and God's honor and God's glory. Now, everything should turn out that way. And that's what happens here. The Bible says that uh, this woman here, uh, she did something great. God blessed her with a child, and then that child died. She goes and uh, obviously pursues Elisha. I mean, Elisha was the one that told her, hey, you know what? God said you're going to have a baby. And the Bible says that Elisha comes in, in uh, verse uh, 28, she actually gets a little upset at, um, well, verse 27, she gets upset at, at Elisha. 
It says, uh, the Bible says that she came to Elisha and she said, I can't believe this and this. And the Bible says Gehazi literally began to, to separate her from Elisha. I don't know if um, she um, was getting physical. Uh, you know, I don't. I don't know. You know, the Bible talks about a woman uh, or a woman being like a bear robbed of her whelps. In other words, when it comes to defending a, a child, uh, mother's strength is uh, different. Um, you know, she's willing to put her life on the line uh, for her children. But that's what the Bible says here. Uh, Elisha, this is really amazing the way he words he words this. The Bible says in verse twenty seven says the man of God Elisha now said, "Let her alone." In other words, Gehazi, leave her alone for her soul is vexed within her. Now watch this. And the Lord hath hid it from me and hath not told me. You see, Elisha didn't even know what happened. And said, God works, and you know, you've seen this or heard the statement before, God works in mysterious ways. And that's here what's happening is God is doing God is allowing this. God may be doing this. But ultimately God was going to show himself strong not only to the woman, to the boy, but to Gehazi and Elisha as well. And so the Bible says that she tells him, it tells Elisha, here's what happened and all that. And so Elisha, the Bible says that he goes in, goes up to this room. And uh, the Bible says that he stretched himself out on this uh, on this boy. And uh, the Bible says that uh, after a while, the boy's uh, flesh uh, became warm again. And he returned. The Bible says he sneezed seven times. And uh, Elisha brought him down to his mother. And uh, you, once again, you, you think the the roller coaster of I'm not able to have children to I did something, you know, I, I did what God wanted me to do. And God blessed me with this child to now the child died. And you, the, once again, that emotional roller coaster that sometimes as teenagers, we may face. You know, this is going great. This is going great. All of a sudden, oh, well, there's a valley coming. And oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. And we're on the way back up again. Oh, another valley. And sometimes that's how life is. And you can't change that. All you can control is you. You know, there's a song, uh, a Southern Gospel song from uh, a few years ago. And uh, the chorus says this. The chorus says, And when I hear the thunder and I think I'm going under, I remember you're the lifter of my head. You've had a thousand chances to change my circumstances. But thank you, Lord, for changing me instead. And what you have to understand is when times get difficult, you've got to run to Christ. And that's what we're going to look at here. Why does the rain fall? Well, the first thing I, I thought of is the Bible says in the New Testament, whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth. Some storms we cause ourselves. We do things to cause ourselves problems. When I was in third grade, uh, we were selling... Um, candy for a candy sale. Some of y'all may may do that. I know we used to do it here at Lighthouse. We don't do it anymore. Um, but we were selling candy and uh, we had, oh, my dad is a principal. And so whenever we sold candy, we sold a lot of candy. Um, and so we had all the box, the cases were in my mom's uh, classroom and school was out and uh, some boys were headed out to soccer practice. And uh, so the, one of the boys stopped by and he said, uh, talked to my sister and I said, whichever one of you can get me a candy bar first, I'll buy it. And so this would be the first candy bar we sold for the candy sale. And so my sister starts tearing open a box. So I grabbed a pair of my mom's scissors uh, off of her desk and uh, sliced open uh, the box of candy uh, to give this boy a candy bar. And in the meantime, sliced off the top of my left thumb and obviously began to bleed everywhere. And it was, it was, a, tra- it was a tragic thing, but it's one of those things I caused it myself. 
Yes, I was in third grade, but I had nobody to blame but myself. And we could, I could give you story after story after story from my life about things that uh, I caused myself. And we could, you could do the same thing. You know, we, we may have talked back. We may have lied. We may have done this or done that. And we have nobody to blame but ourselves. And the Bible says, whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth. You know, ultimately, though we caused it, God is the one that brought about the trial, brought about the rain. And so the way to get that addressed, go to God and say, okay, God, what is the problem? You know, the Bible talk, uh, The Bible says that um, um, if, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. You're struggling with your relationship with God. There might be something in between, nothing between my soul and the Savior, the song says. So go to God, say, okay, God, I don't know what's in the way, but show me what it is because you're allowing this storm in for a reason. Now, it may not be that. You may not have caused it, and God may give you the peace about that. The second thing, God may be testing. You know, when Abraham, when God came to Abraham, once again, kind of, you talk about an emotional roller coaster, like with this Shunammite woman, could say the same thing with Abraham. Abraham and Sarah couldn't have children, and the Bible says that uh, the three, the two angels and the uh, angel of the Lord showed up at their their camp, showed up at their their house, their tent there, and uh, the Bible says it said they told Sarah or told Abraham, your wife's gonna have a baby, and we know the story about Sarah laughing and all that. She's ninety years old. Abraham's ninety nine hundred years old at this point, and uh, the Bible says that she laughed and. Once again, then the following year, Sarah had a baby, and she has Isaac. And the Bible says that you can imagine how thrilled they were. This is my heir. This is the the future. This is this is the the person that God's going to use to make of me a great nation. And then God says, "Okay, now what I want you to do is I want to take him up on Mount Carmel. I want you to sacrifice him." Wait, what now? You you just gave me this child, and we don't know what went through Abraham's mind. I, most people believe that Abraham thought God was just going to raise him from the dead then. I don't know what Abraham was thinking, but I do know that God was testing him. God wanted to see if Isaac was more valuable to him than God was. And you know, teenager, that may be the case. The may, case may be God may be saying, "Hey, okay, let's. I want. I want you to see if it, I want, or I want to see, and I want you to see if there's something in your life that's more important than me." And it, it may be a testing. That that might be why the rain has come. And so we see, first of all, whom the Lord loveth, He chasteneth. Sometimes we cause our own problems. The second thing is God may be testing us, like Abraham. He's wanting us to to maybe go through a storm to, to see what we're made of. You know, nothing proves uh, who we are. Nothing proves our character, proves our integrity more than going through a difficulty. Uh, we're going to look at here in a second, Job, but uh, just it reminds me at this point, um, the um, the or Job, the Bible says that he never cursed God, or he never cursed nor charged God foolishly. And sometimes that's what we do. We go through a, through a tough time. We go through this. We go through that. And as a result, we... Blame God. Why can't, well, God may have brought it about, but blaming him isn't going to solve the problem. Running to him will. We're going to look at that here in a second. So we see, first of all, whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth. Then we looked at the fact that God may be testing us. But then a third thing is, well, Satan may be attacking. You look at the story of Job. The Bible says Job didn't, the Bible says that he uh, was a, an upright man. He, he eschewed evil. He wasn't wicked. The Bible says that he, well, I mean, we understand as sinners, we're all wicked. I understand all that. But in regards to uh, the comparison maybe to, to a lot or, or the people of Sodom, things like that, we don't find that said about Job. The Bible, twice God describes him as a perfect and upright man and man that is shoot evil. But both times, Satan came after him. Now, here's the amazing thing with all three of these. God was the ultimate source. With Job, Satan could do nothing outside of God allowing it. With uh, the, the um, testing, 
It was God testing Abraham. And then whom the Lord or whom God loveth, he chasteneth. In other words, he's the source of it all. Unfortunately, like I said, what happens is we blame God or we run from God. We run to other places as our sources of encouragement and all that when ultimately we've got to run back to God because he knows what is going on. He's the source of the whole thing. And we've got to make the choice to run to him. One of my favorite verses in the Bible, uh, to, to kind of sum up this, one of my favorite verses in the Bible is in Psalm chapter 91, verse 1. The Bible says, uh, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. You see, teenager, you choose where you dwell. Whether that be an actual living place or your dwelling where you spend your time, you choose where you will dwell. You spend more time on social media than you do with God. Do you spend more time with friends than you do with God? And once again, I'm not, I'm not condemning at all. What I'm saying, though, is your friends don't have the answer. Social media doesn't have the answer. You see, the rain is going to fall. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. Rain will come into our lives. Once again, whether I've caused it, God's testing me with it, or God's allowing Satan to come after me, whatever the case may be, God is allowing or God is allowing that rain to fall. I'm going to go to the source of the rains then and say, okay, rain is falling. Difficult times are here. If it's something I've done, show me what it is and I'll take care of it. If you're just testing me, give me the strength to go through. And if it's the devil coming after me, once again, I need strength. I need you. Then that's that verse there. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high. When's the last time you dwelt with God? When's the last time you sat down and spent time with him? I challenged you all at the beginning of the summer. I said, uh, take the extra time you have. You may be working a job, things like that, but you're going to have, your schedule's going to be a little more loose, a little more flexible. Take that time, work at your relationship with God, develop your relationship with God, because when school comes about in the fall, you want to be further ahead then than you are right now. Did you do it? Did you take that time? Did you did you work on that relationship? Or are you in the same spot you were now that you were two and a half months ago? Or worse, are you worse off? Has your relationship dwindled? Has it struggled? You see, teenager, no, you will be as close to God as you desire to be. You want a strong relationship with God? Then pursue it. Like I said, the psalmist said, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. In other words, when you think of abiding under something, it gives the, the implication of uh, protection. It gives the implication of uh, having something protecting our heads or, or being above us so that we can uh, be protected. But that only comes after the first part of the verse, when I choose to dwell in the secret place of the Most High. When I choose to develop that relationship, like I said at the beginning with the, Sh the Shunammite woman, rain came into her life. She couldn't have a baby. And Elisha said, you know what? Next year, this time, you have a baby. Yes, God's answered my prayer. And then God took that child from her. Wait a second. But both times we don't find out. We do find her get a little upset. And honestly, I'm not going to get into that in this, in this episode of the podcast. But, you know, sometimes when we go to God, sometimes we are frustrated. We've got to be careful how we how we approach the throne, but God understands us. The Bible says that He uh, He understands our hurt. He understands that. Be careful how we go to Him, 
But don't be afraid to go to him. Go to him. You know what, God? I don't know why this is happening. I don't know why this difficulty, why this tragedy. Please help me. Please guide me through it. And then walk through his word. He's not going to audibly speak to you. You've got to open his word and choose to let him encourage you. Choose to let him lift you up. Choose to let him address maybe something in your life that needs to be addressed. The rain is going to fall. We talked about three different reasons why or three different places it would come from, but all of it boils down to going to God, developing that relationship with Him as that rain falls, as that rain becomes, uh, maybe the, the water starts to rise and you think, oh, I'm going to drown, and you're not going to drown. God's not going to let you drown. Whom the Lord loveth, He chasteneth. God may be testing you. Satan may be attacking. Either way, the answer is to run to God, run to Christ, let him, let him encourage you. Let him lift you up and watch as you can, quote, dance in that rain. Rain is going to be difficult, but understand he's in control. Well, I hope it's been a help to you. Like I said, I know each and every one of you will go through difficult times, and you may be in a difficult time right now. And uh, if you do have any other questions, you do have any topics that you'd like to hear about, shoot them my way. I'll be more than happy to, to take a look at them and try to address them uh, as a topic here on the podcast. But until next time, we'll see you all later.